Hi, Wayne Delusters, and I'm kicking off season six, chatting with the founder of the Fabulous Ladies Wine Society, Jane Thompson, AOM. Welcome to the Wine Delust podcast. My name's Janine, and I run a wine events business in Canberra. But my real passion is travel and my bucket list is to travel to every wine region in the world. In this series, I'll be exploring some regional Aussie wine destinations. I'll give you some tips whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girls' weekend, or you're dragging the kids along. Pour yourself a glass and let's get exploring. In this episode, I'm speaking with the very impressive Jane Thompson. She founded the Fabulous Ladies Wine Society, which does events all across Australia featuring women winemakers. She also does tours to wine regions across Australia and has started an annual tour to Italy and she's just kicking off one to New Zealand. Her events and tours constantly sell out. She is passionate about wine. She's an absolute champion for gender diversity in the industry and she's a pretty savvy businesswoman too. I really enjoyed my chat with Jane and I think you will too. Please welcome Jane Thompson. Welcome, Jane, to the Wine to Lust podcast. It's very exciting to have you here today. Thanks so much, Janine. It's great to finally be here with you. And congratulations on your Medal of the Order of Australia awarded recently for your work advocating diversity and women in the wine industry. Now, do you find that the wine industry is changing towards that diversity or? Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to, to, to mention the medal. That was a really lovely thing to get. It's not changing fast enough. So yes, it is changing. It is moving in forwards in some areas. And sadly, in some areas, it's actually going backwards. So we recently had new statistics come through from the ATO just the other week, which was looking at um, the gender pay gap uh, across all industries, including the wine industry. And what we found in that is that the gender gender pay gap for winemakers back in the 2013-14 financial year... It was just like 10 years ago. Yeah, was $7,000. That was the gender pay gap between men and women in a winemaking role. Fast forward to the 2020-2021 financial year and that pay gap had broadened, had widened by 100%. So the gap is now $14,000 between male and female winemakers. So on measures like that, you would say we're going very much backwards. (laughs) But on other measures, we are improving. So overall participation rate of women in the wine industry is increasing and in roles like winemaking and viticulture, it is increasing, so it's up at around the sort of twenty percent mark now. However, in the senior roles, it's still very, very small. So, uh, yeah, in some ways we're moving forward, but in some ways, sadly, not so much. Yeah, because I saw an online article for Wine Business Australia that you were featured in recently. They quoted you, and um, it was a CEO and managing directors summit. Yes, and there's only like one out of the sixteen people that signed it. Yep. was a woman, and. Um, you got a lot of flack in the comments and I just was like, that is exhausting. Um, but how do you react to like, how do you cope with all that? Because that seems really hard. As in that the pushback to yeah. me, me calling it out. Yeah. So um, I've learned to get a pretty tough skin. I yeah. don't think I used to have that and I've had to learn to develop it uh, because any time you question the status quo, uh, it's not, not often a popular thing. Mm. So in this situation, there was a CEO summit and Wine Australia had asked for the opinions of the top CEOs in the top um, wine companies in Australia for their 
contribution in deciding what the best forward direction is for the wine industry as a whole, which I'm not against that. Yeah. You know, I'm not against doing that. That's probably a, a very valid process to be able to do that. The problem is that they should be having many of those discussions happening, not just with the CEOs of the top mm. companies, but also with the small players and with a whole diverse group of people in the industry. And that was not made clear at all. All mm. they did was put out a media release saying, look at us, we're, we're helping direct the future of Australian wine and we're talking to this group of people. And that group of people happened to be almost 100% men mm. <laughs> and almost 100% white hetero men. Yeah. I'm making some assumptions there. We can't be sure, but it, you know, um, it's not a very diverse group is what we are very sure about. And so, you know, again, I'm not against the, the need to actually talk to the CEOs in the top companies, but if that is... The, is representative of who they're speaking to to try and determine the future of the industry, yeah. then they're not talking to the right people and that's what I really wanted to highlight. Yeah, because there's a lot of small players out there. There's a lot of very small boutique winemakers now. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that as uh, a group of CEOs, we're not showing any diversity in those top companies, again, speaks volumes about the fact that the wine industry is still way behind um, actually putting women into senior roles compared yeah. to other industries. And whilst it's not uncommon to find a male dominated group amongst CEOs um, it's certainly not tolerated anymore amongst most other industries that we would put them out there as being demonstrative of what the industry looks like which is what happened in this case yes, yeah no completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> now you're the founder of the fabulous ladies wine society and the Australian women in wine awards thank you so how did you get into wine such a great question right <laughs> started drinking it so often is the case it's through family isn't it so just exposure to wine at quite a young age as a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s wine wasn't that common around dinner tables but it wasn't my house so my dad was a passionate wine consumer wow. he was a member of the wine society we had dozens and dozens of wines turning up all the time and it was a really very much a regular part of my upbringing uh, and I was always surprised when we would go to other people's houses and it wasn't so early exposure I think is one thing and then he took that passion and that love and actually went to bought some vineyards and moved to vineyards in the Hunter Valley when I was a teenager and so again that you know that's how passionate he was and I guess to some extent that's rubbed off on me and I went in a different career path to start with I actually studied to become a psychologist yeah. um, and worked as an organizational psychologist specializing in communications and so fast forward sort of 10 years or 15 years from there and uh, I really missed wine and being in and around wine and people who loved wine and so I thought how can I bring my background in communications with wine together yeah. and so I actually had been getting together groups of women just friends and we're having wine dinners together or I'd organize for us to go to wine dinners together and I remember a good girlfriend of mine saying Janie you should just do this <laughs> just do this yeah. and I thought really so I thought I'd give it a bit of a go as a, a side hustle as many yeah, of these yeah. things start uh, but suddenly it was so popular within 12 months I thought it's a it's going to be a business and so, so when, that's what happened when was that in 2012 we started our first ever event yeah. um, and again very experimental nobody was really doing anything like this Janine so it's very much been a learning on the job experience um, and turning you know a group of people who want to get together um, into a profitable business has had a lot of 
challenges. It's not easy to do, but I'm really proud of the fact we've managed to make it happen. Yeah, and so you do um, events all yes. over uh, mainly capital cities, but yep. you're branching out to Newcastle and Gold Coast. Yeah, and- Byron Bay. We've done a few regions. Yeah. Yep. And you bring women winemakers along to those events? Correct. So we get women together who love wine, so passionate consumers who yep. are women, but we always showcase female producers. So we work with some amazing women in wine around the country, and that's who we bring in to host our events. No, that's great. And now you've got tours off to Italy. I had a friend that went to yours last October and she had a ball. So, and you're going again this year and it's sold out already. That's right. We're going in a couple of weeks. So we actually do tours all over. So we've just got back from doing a a tour of Tasmania, this northern region where we focused on sparkling wines. Um, We're back to Italy in a few weeks. Today, actually, we have just launched our first ever tour of Queenstown and Central Otago in March next year. Um, We are going to McLaren Vale later in the year and also to Margaret River. So a whole range of domestic locations and then a few international ones as well. Fantastic. So you've got a lot going on. So <laughs> you've got three daughters. So how do you juggle all of that? Because that's, I mean, I know, I mean, I'm hoping mm. that you have yeah. a very supportive partner because I think um, that's key to it quite yeah. often. But um, but it is, um, it is hard. Yeah. Yes, it's hard. The juggle is real. Yes, <laughs> they is. say the struggle is real, but the juggle is real, yeah. right? Um, it's a bit of both. And so, yes, I'm very lucky to have a very supportive partner. And I think... Um, we actually don't talk about that enough, about luck <laughs> and how you really, um, so much of life and so much of what we're able to do is really due to the privilege of the situation that we are in. So I'm very um, mindful of the fact that I'm very lucky and very privileged to have a partner who's happy for me to go off and do my thing. He actually travels more than I do wow. so in his work, so it's very much a juggle. But my kids aren't little. So um, I've got one who's moved out of home already, lives in Sydney, um, two teenagers still living at home. So we live rurally on a farm, 100 acres, oh, wow. and um, we really enjoy that lifestyle. And then being able to come and get away and do my own thing is a great balance for me. But it's a really lovely upbringing for them as well. And so we manage it the best we can. We don't have any family support. Yeah. So um, it's just the two of us kind of um, mucking along and trying to make it Tag work. Yeah. yeah. And we've got some great friends and great neighbours who give us a hand as well, which is, I think, often the case of rural communities. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. That's yeah. really cool. Now, you're the author of the Fabulous Ladies Guide to Wine, which I've got a copy of. Yay. And it's a great book, yeah. It's got everything from food matching tips, flagship wines, how to choose your glasses, lots of bios of um, winemakers, women winemakers. Yep. How did you put the whole book together? And, like, is it just like a massive brain dump of everything you knew or spot on so um yeah I I, you know I'd been had had the business for a few years and you know still the case now but certainly back 10 years ago you know how content was king everyone's pumping out blogs and you had to constantly be pumping out information so I had quite a good um and my volume of information by sort of 2017-2018 and I thought I should sort of somehow put this together into a book because if you've ever been to any business seminars ever they're always saying you know put out a book because then that puts your you know your stamp on a subject so uh, I also after having this thought happened to run into an old friend of mine who had moved from being a photographer and graphic designer into book production and book publication so 
again, luck. So <laughs> she was really able to guide me through the process and help put it together. Her name's Fran Flynn. And she actually did all the illustrations wow. for the book too. So every illustration in the book is hand painted, including all the portraits of the amazing women who feature in there. And again, the cost of publishing a book is not insignificant. So we actually got the support of the women who are in the book to be able to make the book happen. Yeah. So it was, again, the sisterhood helping each other out that, yeah, the book was the result. I love the sisterhood thing. That's great. That's really great. Actually, I think I did see it at um, one of the winemakers that are featured in the book at yeah. their cellar door. Yes. That's probably where I Yes, they've yeah. been selling a lot there. Yeah. So they were originally, when it first came out th- four or five years ago, it was in Dimmick stores around Australia. We're literally down to, I think, our last 100, 150 copies. So right. good, I think, to be a bestseller in Australia. It's under 10,000 copies and we've sold 5,000. So right. we're pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. I saw that you've got one at the Digital Wine Communicator and you've designed a wine communications coaching course. Are you still doing yeah, that? Yeah, not at the no. moment. Bits and pieces. So during lockdown, that's what I pivoted to, Janine. So uh, I wasn't able to run my normal business mm. and a lot of my wine clients were staying put as well. They weren't going anywhere. So I thought it was a good chance for them to work on their comms. Everyone had to start getting good at online communications, yes. right, during lockdown. So I worked with quite a few of the women in wine and really helped develop their um, communication from their sort of their core selling proposition through to how to best communicate to their online audiences during that period and then how to take that into the real world again after lockdowns had lifted. That's a great pivot because I think you're right with events and tours etc you couldn't do that for a couple no. of years mm. and but things have like you're selling out so things have bounced back pretty well so yeah far. I'm really happy I'm, I'm surprised as well and I'm quite proud because I've been talking to lots of event operators and tour operators across the last sort of eight or nine months and the conversation usually begins with oh you know things are really tough I'm like are they because I know they are and I, my heart really goes out to most operators but so far and fingers and toes crossed here ours have been going really well all selling out way in advance Excellent. and I think there must be something that, you know, during lockdown when we weren't able to connect with each other, I think that there's still a remnant of that desire that's there. And so I know that the economic crunch is on. I'm certainly feeling it yeah. too. But I think people are prioritising the ability to connect and to have really good experiences over getting the things. Yeah. And so because we're quite a trusted, known experience for many of our long-term members, they know they're going to come out and have a great night. They know what to expect and so they feel confident putting their money there which I'm really excited and proud of yeah and speaking of that you're um turning it into a franchise business yeah tell so us about that? I'd love yeah. to so we're opening up the possibility I would love to grow the business I'm not in a rush to make it happen but the best way for that to happen I think is for t- for us to empower women in their own regions to start doing what I've been doing all over Australia and so I'm looking for the right people who might want to make that happen and uh, I've worked with a franchise company to help sort of put all the paperwork into place and make it something that you can literally just grab and buy and turn into your own business so I've got the template you just have to have the passion and the dedication and there's lots of training involved as well so if you've got a passion for running events and for wine this could be a great opportunity yeah get in touch yeah is there anything else that you would like to tell us with Australian Women in Wine, that started life as an awards program back in 2015 and it ran consistently through till even in 2020 we were yes. able to carry it off. Uh, however, it's been in, in a bit of a hiatus for the last couple of years because my business was decimated during COVID. So I used to have staff, I still don't have staff anymore. And the awards were mostly funded through sponsorship from the industry, but the backbone of that was my business providing the what was required to order to operate the awards. 
and I don't really have that same business at yeah. the moment. So, um, but I still have this incredible team who are involved with Australian Women in Wine, an advisory board of industry luminaries, mm. and you know they've not gone away. And we've been talking consistently. And we wondered what we could do to sort of keep the fan aflame. I guess what we decided to do was rather than run a whole awards program, which is actually a six to eight month huge yeah, process, yeah. <laughs> um, we thought we would run a symposium. So we've actually put a date on it on the 17th of November in Sydney. It's the Australian Women in Wine National Symposium. We've got an amazing lineup of speakers being organised. I can't announce today, but no. we're about to start announcing. Yeah. And anyone can go along to that? Yeah, they need to buy a ticket. Yeah. So tickets went on sale a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's quite limited and we're already more than half sold. So if you're interested, just look at womeninwine.com.au and you'll get a link there to go and have a look at the symposium and grab your ticket to join us. And really it's a day to, again, put the, the issue of diversity, particularly gender diversity, back on the radar. Because with this issue even just popping up recently with the CEO Summit and mm. Wine Australia, it again goes to show that really this is not being prioritised. And, you know, we're not going to go away yeah. <laughs> while this is still not a huge issue that should should have the priority and not just the priority in terms of words but in terms of deeds so everybody says oh we're on board with diversity you know we really support what you do Australian Women in Wine we love the push for gender diversity but my my question straight back is well what are you actually doing about that because yeah. believing in it or thinking it's a good thing doesn't actually change anything yeah. you actually have to put strategy and funding behind it whether that's in your own little business in the committee that you run in the organization that you chair whatever it is just believing in it yeah. doesn't make it happen well i noted that you said um, that there wasn't on the agenda at this no, summit. No, so not was, even on the agenda. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, Australia, Wine Australia, who pretty much is our main industry body, their overall budget for all diversity programs in the current year is zero. Wow. So yeah. that gives you an indication, you know, if something's not a priority, it doesn't get the funding. Yeah. And so we really need to put it back on the table because it is a massive talent drain for the whole industry. And it's actually um, not allowing us to have the best talent in the best positions because women are absolutely falling out of the industry in droves. They're just not staying. Yeah, I heard there's a stat that it's almost 50% of winemakers yep. are women at the university level when yes. they finish, but then it's a very, very small percentage actually go through to being winemakers. Well, they qualify as winemakers. Yeah. They come into the industry as winemakers, but then they just drop away. Yeah. So again, overall participation rate still only about 20%, and then in the senior roles, it's only 10%, mm. but graduates, 50%. Yeah. So they're just, you know, what a huge talent drain. We will never be the competitive industry we need to be unless we've got the right talent. Mm. We're not going to attract the right talent if we keep losing yes. so many incredible people the minute they start. Yeah, mm. no, that's great. I think that's everything. Amazing! Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe now to get each episode as they drop. You can also check out this podcast on YouTube and see pictures of the region and the people I've spoken to. Go to windelust.com.au that's W-I-N-E-D-E-R-L-U-S-T for everything discussed today. You can also subscribe to my newsletter to hear all about my upcoming events and other news. Till next time, happy wine travels.